All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, June 1st of 2023 here, first day of June. Uh, we have our big NBA Finals Game 1 starting tonight. Uh, you know, some big contests, got a million makers, so good luck to all of you with tickets playing that contest tonight. We also have a four-game MLB main slate that has already started. There's a three-game MLB night slate. And then uh, the PGA Memorial is also underway. So good luck to all of you in your week-long and showdown golf contest. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. It's a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app answer any and all DFS related questions. Questions come in live in the YouTube chat. They come in from support. Uh, you can reach us at support at sabersim.com. And they also come in in the office hours channel in our discord server. If you're not in our discord, there is a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it as always get access to our similar, uh, get access to all of our different individual sport channels. The rest of the Sabersim team hangs out in the discord a lot. So uh, get, get some other viewpoints uh, uh, aside from mine here. But um, with that being said, going to get the app pulled up. Uh, we had one question come in in the Discord here. Going to talk about custom metrics a little bit related to uh, Kay Mason's question here. And then we'll jump over to the YouTube chat, see where we go from there. But we'll always get to all the questions before the end of the show. If anybody has anything on their mind, now is a great time to get it in. So let's get rolling here. See, I see Noah is here. What is going on, Noah? All right, question from Kay Mason said, Hi, if I wanted to replace ownership with salary in the sort and Sabre has the adjusted ownership weight at negative 0.2 and I also want lower salary to be better, would salary to descending and going minus 0.2 for the weight accomplish that goal? And would this be the same as going ascending and plus 0.2 for the weight? Uh, so good question here. Um, really, I, I did respond to Kay Mason here, uh, cause I was actually looking at this this morning, like ahead of, of getting ready for this, but basically here. So if we go over to any of our Sabre scores and the, the way Sabre score is written right now, it has a negative weight on average adjusted ownership and it has it on the value. So what that means is that Sabre Sim is looking at the adjusted ownership of these players uh we only see their actual ownership in the column but you could assume we'll, we'll assume that it's equal for this example here so it's taking the ownerships here it is taking the average of them and then it is negatively weighting them so what happens is that the bigger this number the bigger the sum of these ownerships or the average of these ownerships rather the worse that is for the lineup and the lower the average of the ownerships are the better that is. So basically what happens here is this is an addition formula, right? So we take the sum projection. So that is going to be 231.1 points. And then what we do is we times it by 0.1. Oh, I'm sorry. We take the sum projection and then that 231, and then we do 0.1 times the 99th percentile of the lineup. So if you wanted to see the 99th percentile of the lineup, you could just hover over this percentile 95, and then that'll give you the second value, which is 291.28 here. So then we are going to take uh, 0.1 times that, so 10%. So that's going to be uh, about 29 here, something like that. 
So then we're up 231 plus 29, and then plus negative 0.2 of the average adjusted. So the bigger the average adjusted, the 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 more negative like the number is going to end up being, right? Because a positive and a negative is is a negative here. So that that is what is happening here. Um, I would be careful to just like one for one replace these numbers. Um, what what I would suggest doing is like uh, playing around with this, you know, setting some different numbers here and seeing what they look like. Because the the reason I say that is that you know th- these numbers are ultimately different in size here, right? So we have the sum projection. 200, we'll say 233 for this number that we're looking at here. And then we have the 0.1, so 10% of the 99th percentile, which is like 29. And then we have the average adjusted ownership value here. And if you wanted to see what the average adjusted ownership value would be, you would just go to uh, create a metric, go to adjusted own. We're going to go to average and we're going to go to value. So value is always going to show you what this number would be and i'm just going to title this adjusted own uh adjusted own average so i could see it here and then that'll pop up as a summary statistic so my average adjusted ownership of my top lineup here is 32.3 so then what's going to happen is this this formula is going to be 233.7 plus 229.128 plus 32.3 that is that is what your new saber score would be um or or that that is what it would be of this lineup here but i think that's right some projection plus 0.1 plus negative weight here um so that that is what i am seeing here for this and a little a little interesting here um but but let's say let's say you change that right so instead of having this 32.3 let's say you change it to salary, right? And then you do salary average value. If you do salary average value, well, the salary is going to be huge, right? The salary is 49,800. So this, this blows projected score and your average adjusted ownership, like way out of the park. This is going to be like the biggest determining factor now, right? So in, in that case, then you need to figure out, okay, you know, which way should I use it, right? And, you know, getting back to Kay Mason's uh, question here, if you use salary and we're going to use sum, if we use rank descending, what rank descending is going to do is it is going to put your highest salary first. So that would be like 50K. And then that would rank them all uh, lower. And then this is all going to be relative to your pool here. So what's going to happen is that, it is going to look at how many lineups you have in your pool and then give each number a a value from 1 to 500 if you have 500 lineups in your pool so if we go back and do this do this here we're doing salary some rank descending so your 50,000 uh your your lineup with 50,000 salary is going to have a rank of 1 and then your lineup with a, a lowest salary in your pool is going to have a number of 500 if you use rank ascending, then what's going to happen is your highest salary lineup of 50,000 is going to have a score of 500. And then your um, lowest salary lineup will have a value of one for this custom metric here. So you just you just have to be careful. You have to know what you're looking for, right? Uh, do you want a 
high Sabre score or do you want a low Sabre score, right? Uh, what, what exactly are you looking for here? And then what, depending on what you want your Sabre score to look like, will determine, you know, what, what you want your um, variables to look like. Right. But I think the best way to practice this is to, to use some combination of variables that you see here and then see if you can um, figure out what's going on. Right. So let's say that I wanted to do um, my projection, some rank ascending here, and then I'm going to call this um, test projection. So my test projection, so what happens when I sort by projected score here? So this 233.7 is my highest projected score because I'm sorting highest to lowest here. I'm, I'm sorting descending. So my test projection has a score of 500. So I know now that when I use rank A sending, my highest projected score lineup has the biggest number, right? Uh, that's one way to think about it. If I go to my test projection, change rank to descending, then now my highest projected score lineup has the lowest number, which is which is a number of one. So this is my this is my number one lineup. This is my best lineup, right? You have to figure out how it makes sense in your head, and then figure out you know what you want it to look like, and then from there, then now you know you could start adding adding other variables, right? And how do you want those variables to be taken into account? You know, let's do our adjusted ownership. Um, average value and then we're going to negatively weight this right we're just going to be like negative 0.5 or something like that so then all all this is going to do is is take those two numbers and and essentially like put them together in this formula here right um the reason that this is negative is which i just realized is because um the sum ownership here is, is showing up as a percent and then when I did my average adjusted ownership, it's showing up as like a whole number here. So this would in this would in theory be 320%. Um, I don't know why the ownership shows up as a percentage. And when I did my average adjusted ownership, it shows up as a whole number. Um, but that's but for anyone who was like following, that's why the saber score was different from my um my other value that I did. But basically you need to figure out, you know. When when salary is set to a specific weight, how big does that number end up being? And then how much of an effect does that number have on your formula? So so this is really going to be trial and error, uh, K. Mason. So you're going to have to, you know, take, take your formula that you want to start with. So some projection plus percentile, and then you're going to have to replace this average adjusted ownership. And then you're going to have to figure out what the best weight is to basically um, make that variable impactful to this to this formula. So you have to see what the other values of your formula are, what the other variables are, how big those variables are. And then you have to figure out a weight where salary is having as much of an impact on the formula as you want it to have. But definitely takes trial and error. Um doing individual custom metrics of the things that you want to see is probably where I would start. So, so let's say that you want to do some projection, which we already have here. You want to do, um, what's, what's the second one here? Uh, 99th percentile times 
So make that its own custom metric, right? So in, my, in our custom metric that I did, go line up 99th percentile value and then do 0.1 weight. And then you're going to save that and then it'll show you it, right? So, so do individual custom metrics of every variable you want. That way you can see them and figure out um, what they look like by themselves before you put them in a formula. I think that's probably the best way to go here. And then, and then once you have all of those val uh, variables and values, then start combining them in, in even another custom metric where you can see all of the individual pieces and then see what they look like all lumped together and then see if these lineups pass the eye test for you, see if they look like what you expected them to look like, and then you can adjust any weights from there. But that's a really good question. Um, I've actually never uh, gone through that example like of taking a uh, Sabre score formula, breaking it out into individual variables, putting them as summary statistics of their own, and then figuring out how you want to group them from there. So really good question to get us going today. Um, and then we are going to jump over to the YouTube chat, uh, see more people trickling in here. Hello, everybody. If you guys have any questions, now is a great time to get them in. I'm going to hit these questions from Noah and in the YouTube chat, and then we'll see where we go from there. But we are pretty much all caught up on uh, support and Discord at the moment. All right. Noah said, hey, Andrew, if you sort by lowest to highest geo mean for NBA showdown, would it pop out most unique lines first? And with NBA, if you go past the 20 and into the pool, does it follow those rules you set? Or is it top 20 and then a mix below it? I asked yesterday, but now that there are projections, if you lock in Jogic your captain, can you still get a full pool? Since he is expensive, we'll love to see how mixed uh, Sims look for NBA mid-range captains. Uh, Noah, so I actually answered these these first two questions yesterday here. Um, I, I would go back and watch those, but the too long didn't read of it was that it, it would show lineups least likely to be duplicated. So if you sort, you know, uh, by geo mean, and then we, we inverse sort here to show the lowest. Um, let's say that, you know, you, you bust out your calculator and one dupe in your size contest is 15 geo mean. Technically all these uh, lineups below 15 are all expected to be duped uh, no more than one time here or, or to be unique rather. And it's, it's not until you get to 15 or above that, that the lineups start to be expected to be duplicated, you know, one time, two times, uh, something like that here. So, so don't, don't confuse low geo mean with, uh, most unique. It's, it's rather least likely to be duplicated. And then the second part was, you know, um, your pool follows all of the rules that you set. So, you know, what happens is we build your entire pool and then they get graded in the post build. So, in the, in the building process, we follow all rules, exposures, et cetera, set in the home screen. Okay. Uh, third question. If you lock in Jogic and Kafkin, can you still get a full pool since he is expensive? So I guess it just depends on the size of your pool, right? So if I wanted to come into the home screen, um, basically lock Jokic at captain and then run my lineups. One, this would probably run a little slower here. So just be careful of that, especially if you're building beyond 500 lineups. But even um, at 500 lineups here, you know, it's still going to tick a little bit slower because we're only allowing lineups with him at captain in these lineups. Um, but but it's making its way there, right? I, I would say don't get too hung up 
if you know your your pool is like 40 lineups short or something like that and the reason i say that is because if you it okay so how do i say this uh classic is a lot different than showdown right showdown we're trying to take all of these game sims that are generated and and it looks like we got a full pool of jokic here uh 500 lineups with him at the captain so so uh, you can just lock him in in the home screen and then it'll build what you want. But basically we're trying to take a pool of 500, which are all individual game sims. And then we're trying to find the game sims that we ultimately want to take with us into our contest. Like what are the game scripts that we are looking for? You could, you could, you know, use different stack types. You could use team stack types, you know, do we want a lot of Denver blowouts, right? Um, if, if we do, you know, you can increase your min, min exposure, to Denver blowouts. Um, do we want a lineup where it's it's actually a really close game and we want even stacks, right? Or do we want these outcomes that are closer to the point spread where where maybe it's like a 4-2 Denver or something like that, right? So um, use, use these stack types and team stacks tabs to help you get to the game scripts you want um, based on, you know, how much of each team is in your lineup here. But I think that uh, you know we could we could still lock in Jokic here, and we could still get a uh, full pool of 500 lineups. All right, uh, scrolling down here. Next question for NBA: If you looked at most unique lines, can you show what the bottom line of that looks like? I'm interested to see how similar similar it looks like at the top. Uh, sure. So if we just go to GeoMean here. And we inversely sort. So so it is still a Jokic captain, right? Uh, but we're getting, you know, a lot of these lower-owned guys. So Haywood Highsmith, Nikola Jovic. Uh, not not even sure if they even see the floor, but but definitely possible here, right? So th this is what it looks like. This is why the Geo mean is so low because we have these two guys under 10% here and with a 16% Bruce Brown. And then if we go to um, our highest Geo mean, you know, all these guys are going to be owned over 20% here. Um a lot, a lot higher ownership in general here, but still a couple low salary guys, just a lot more ownership uh, projected for those guys. All right, Noah said, how does the percentile affect the showdown for NBA? It feels random sometimes. That a player goes nuts and would probably be in lower percentile. And then said, thank you in advance. Excited for NBA finals. Uh, definitely excited for NBA finals as well here. Um, but good question here. You know, how do percentiles affect uh, this affects single game here. So in our single game formula, because we are taking individual game sims at sim diversity 10 here, uh, we are not including percentile in our single game formula here. Basically what we are, are, are one of our biggest factors here is sim optimal. So that's how often each lineup is coming up as optimal in the sims. And then secondly here is we are basically using some projection as a, um, as like a tool to kind of uh, balance us out from, from the game sims, you know, individual game sims can, can be, you know, kind of off the rails sometimes. Right. And, and can be um, out there. So having this some projection weighted here as a variable just kind of brings us back to, to some of like the better plays in general here, but sim optimals is ultimately like a bigger factor here. So this is, this is more of like a, uh, a secondary variable, I, I would say, not like a primary variable. And then we also have our average adjusted ownership. It's like, hey, you know, let's let's try and do something here to account for the ownership of these lineups to to value some lineups that are a little bit lower owned, but but 
coming in third here, right? So you can kind of read this equation from left to right as um, variable importance here. But Matt and Jordan talked a lot about this on the last pro exclusive video that came out last Friday. One of my favorite reasons for being on the pro plan, um, aside from the 5,000 lineups, I think the pro exclusive content comes in as a uh, very close second as to one of the best reasons to be on the pro plan. A lot of deep dives, a lot of uh, challenging DFS theory and talking through these issues where, where, you know, a lot of it is, is very theoretical, but very insightful as well. So a great reason for being on the pro plan. All right, Noah said, uh, sorry for the most unique I meant for captain locked in and wanted to see who would be the captain at top and bottom of the 500. Uh, oh, with no captain locked in. So you can look at this other one here. I I, I would say, you know, I don't think the captain is, is going to be like the biggest factor here. Um, it looks like we're getting a lot of Kevin Love because he's 0.1% here. But this goes back to a concept I talked about um yesterday or the day before is that i i would highly recommend going to your home screen and then standardizing the bottom range of geo means here so I, if all these guys you know who are under two percent and have a projection i would just make them all one percent and they're really not going to be super different here but what this will do with this will like help your geo mean formulas to be a little more standard and maybe it just won't you won't get all of that kevin love at the bottom here now we're kind of saying hey from a geo mean perspective max struss duncan robinson jeff green kevin love braun heisman zeller yurt seven and jovich are all the same because they all we gave them all a one percent ownership in the captain so so now you might get a little bit more of a mix and then go to your utilities and then do do something similar right um i i actually think this is fine today with everyone projected having at least 5% ownership. But if they didn't, I would probably come in here and do something like this and give them all 5% ownership for anyone less than that. And then now um, now what you see at the bottom of your pools might be different here. All right, Anthony said, any suggestions on rebuilding using FanDuel, using mobile apps since there's no way to download CSV file? Okay, so Anthony, so there actually is. Um, this is this is a little trick here. So if you are building on mobile on FanDuel, what you need to do is two things. So one, if you're if you're using your phone, right, and you're in horizontal mode, go to landscape mode, and then on the screen, um, you can decrease the zoom. So if you're at like a hundred percent zoom, you're gonna lower your zoom basically until it pops up. So the smaller the zoom is, like if you're at if you're at 100%, try going down to 80%. And then once you're at 80%, that CSV edit button will pop up. Um, so you have to play around with it a little bit, but that is actually my best advice uh, for that. So that's something that that I had struggled with previously here, but I was able to learn how to do that. Somebody in Discord taught me. So um, mess around with the Zoom in landscape mode and then see if you could find the CSV edit button, but it should pop up. So Good, good ask here. Uh, happy you asked that because that'll probably be useful to many, many uh, viewers here. All right, Ryan said, playing multiple slates on DK is so great. SS tells you that D-backs bats aren't the best on the main slate because of ownership, but can get exposure and showdown because the sim optimals will prioritize them. Uh, 
yeah, no, I think that's great, right? And and this is something that when I was playing a lot of slates during NBA season that I would do. It's like, hey, sometimes, you know, um, just, just relating to an example for myself, it's like, hey, AD might not be the best play on the main slate, but he's always on the night slate, right? And compared to the other centers on the night slate, he might be actually be a really good play, right? And then he has like a decent game. And you might have you might have faded him on one slate, but then you got to a lot of him in this other contextual slate here, and and then now you know you, you get like some of your money back, or you know you you win on this slate and not on the other. So playing multiple slates like 100% helps you smooth the variance out, especially if you're not super uh, take heavy, right? Like oh, I'm gonna play AD on on every slate that he's on because he's just like a smash. If you're if you're playing it more from like trusting Sabersim and, and kind of letting the tool work and then doing some small amounts of risk management here. I think that um, playing multiple slates can help you smooth out your variance a ton. And then you can use different players in different contexts, even on the same day of games here. So definitely with you, Ryan. All right. Uh, Noah said for NBA DK, does the Sabersim team recommend one setting for the largest of fields? I feel like I do too many settings. Sometimes I get too random or not what I'm looking for, hoping you could show what process you would do for a large field and run through a couple of lines popping up now. Um, so, so basically like for, for NBA, you know, I'm basically always running single game Sims, um, especially for large field, you know, we're basically going to default to that for like almost any size contest here, maybe the smallest of contests, we're going to use a smaller Sim diversity, but for, for any of these other bigger contests, you're probably always going to need an optimal here which, which is zero 10 settings for, so from single entry one to 10 K all the way to 150 max greater than 50 K. We're basically saying like, Hey, you should be taking single game Sims and trying to find the optimal lineup here. Right. The only thing that does change by default here is the max salary. So you'll see that at your single entry one to 10 K max salary is 50,000. And then at 150 max 50 K uh, we are actually dis. Uh, we are we are dropping the max salary by 100. Reason being that max salary lineups are very very highly duplicated very often here. So um, this is this is a personal choice whether you want to turn that back and accept max salary lineups. And you're saying, hey, I'm going to do stuff in the post build to get different. So I don't I don't need this by default here. Um, but but this will generally help you to avoid some of the chalkiest dupiest type of lineups here so just just one note here if you did want to change that but let's just get into this build i ran this build like right when the show started so i'm not going to make any changes in the home screen i'm just going to roll with it and then i'm going to come into the post build here and then see what see what i'm looking for um but just like some general tips here right let's say that i'm using the single game metric which i will be i'm going to be you know checking my pool exposure here so uh, Jokic highest in the pool, also highest owned here, followed by Bam and Aaron Gordon. I can see if there's anybody in my pool that that I'm not getting to. So looks like we're kind of under on Jamal Murray overall here. You can also sort by ownership. Um, just just kind of look at these things from different angles, right? So under on the second highest owned captain, over on the third highest owned captain, um, even into some Michael Porter here. Don't like Kayla Martin. Don't like Jimmy Butler. Um, all of these pools are are lower than their projected ownership here. So I think that's perfectly fine. Um, what else you could do here is look at your look at your uh, stacks. You know what kind of game scripts are we optimizing for? 
Uh, we're optimizing for a lot of Denver blowouts here, right? Uh, a little flatter on the four twos, but but we're basically not really playing much Miami as a favorite here, right? Um, even even if even then, you know, Miami at thirteen percent in our stack pool exposure here, but only um, only playing one lineup for five percent. So maybe you want to get smart more Miami four twos. Maybe they surprise everybody and pull one out, right? So I like to let the stack pool exposure for different stack types kind of guide me here saying like, Hey, you know, Miami has a chance here to, to be optimal at a four, two, right. In the, in our single game Sims, they came up 13% of the time for 67 lineups. Maybe I want to optimize for that because Denver's a nine point favorite. And uh, a lot of the field is not going to expect Miami to show up and, and win this game and be a favorite in a four, two stack. Right. So use, use some of these things to guide you here. But it looks like our favorite captains here are Jokic and Bam. Um, and I, I would I would also like do something to like figure out, you know, okay, th- this is the geo mean of my lineup. What does that mean for the context of the contests that I'm playing, right? And then for me, I'm usually picking the biggest contest that I'm playing and using the geo mean for that to kind of distribute out. But uh, you, have to, you have to know what side, how many entrants are in the contest that you're specifically playing. Uh, follow up. I just feel like some optimal lines have been winning recently with guys like Vincent or Martin, a captain instead of an optimal guy like Butler, Jokic or Butler. Um, so, so don't confuse, you know, highest projected with best captain here. Um, a lot of times, you know, getting to some of these lower owned captains can free up a lot of salary and, you know, the difference between Caleb Martin and, uh, Jokic is about 10,000 salary here, 9,900. So, you know, that gives you access to uh, so many different players, right? So um, a, a lot of times, you know, the the highest projected player, like the reason they're not optimal is because they consume so much salary and there's just less to go around at these other positions. Uh, Noah said, can you do 4-2 and 5-1 Miami and prioritize them? feel like that is contrarian, especially with tonight's slate. Uh, so yeah, you could totally do that, right? You would come to team stacks and then you would say, Hey, um, maybe I want to play the same amount of each team. Right. So let's say like I want to play 15% Miami four twos, and then I don't want to play any more than four two Denver. Right. And then you make those even, and then you can do the same thing, uh, for your five ones, right. Probably a little harder here. You might have to go deeper into the pool, but, but we could do the same thing. Right. And then boom, I have 15% Denver, 15% Miami, and I'm playing these guys very even at these spots. And then that actually ends up, I actually end up with more even stacks, right? So uh, you can do that. And then you can see what, what effect that has on your captains here. And we actually got to one Jamal Murray. We got to even more BAM than before. So, you know, make these adjustments, see what effects they have, and then figure out what you want to do from there. Eagle said, I got Denver in five. Great show, Andrew. Hey, man, uh, if if you have Denver in five, you know our man Jordan is from Denver. Huge Nuggets fan, so so he will be rooting very hard right along with you there. Noah said, thank you for all the help today. Yeah, man, no worries. Um, that Those are all the questions that we have at the moment. So if anybody has any last questions, now is a great time to get those in here. Uh, Noah said, can you show lineups 19 and 20 for the most optimal lines in your run through? I'll be running this before lock and want to compare to now. Um, so yeah, I mean, you want to see, you know, what these look like. Uh, well, see, these are with all my adjustments, right? So then if I just reset this, adjust my projections, 
go to my exposures. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking at a 4-2 Miami and then a 3-3, but just just really depends, right? I, I wouldn't pick any two lineups and, and you know, um, hold them, like, super close to, to what I'm trying to do later, right? Let the starting lineups come out. Let the, um, you know, let, let's let's see who who's starting. You know, is anybody making any adjustments for game one, right? What are the strategies? Like, we're not really going to know right away. That's kind of like the fun part as well here. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, uh, run a build, you know, uh, on a lunch break or something, you know, run some builds and, and see what they're looking like. And then remember that and uh, come back to your lineups later and then uh, build something you'll be ready to rock and roll with. All right, uh, before we get out of here, just want to let everybody know that if you guys are not playing over on Owner's Box, you guys should be. The contests continue to overlay or be rake-free or have reduced rake. The contests are generally softer than what you were going to find on DK, FanDuel, Yaku. A lot of the best players are not playing over on Owner's Box yet. I do not expect that to last forever. But also, if you play over on Owner's Box and use code SABER or SABERSIM, when you sign up, you can get a $500 deposit bonus. We will track your entry fees, and then you can earn free months of SABERSIM. There is no limit on the amount of free months that you can earn. So every time you cash in on a free month, we will reset your tracking to zero, and then you can continue to earn free months for as long as you play there. So take advantage of this promotion. But great show today, everybody. We'll be right back here tomorrow. Hope everybody, uh, I wish everybody good luck in their contest tonight. So take care. Good luck. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.